0: Good evening, friends. Welcome back to the Front Porch. My name is Dennis Rogers, and I am joined by Michael Daniels. How's it going, Mike? How is your alternate Monday?
1: We've done several alternate Mondays here, Here, Dennis. We should do alternate Mondays. will be alternate Wednesdays at some point. Mm-hmm. How, how's your uh, Southern America tour going?
0: Uh, fairly well. I am in Alabama again.
1: Hey, um, that's that's the first in alphabetical order. That's right. I, I remember a song. <laughs> uh yeah is, that seems the, like the, the, a swampy warm area is it warm you were in texas around this time-ish well actually in january you were in texas last year is it is it still warm yeah, down there uh,
0: around this time last year i believe i was in tennessee and then toward the end of december in 21 i was at this same park um oh so, so you're familiar
1: with the park and you're like back to home again
0: yeah, basically, basically. Um, I'm here until the 24th uh, because we're doing Christmas at my sister's place back up in Tennessee uh, where I was last week. We need, we need to post where and you're going so
1: you can have, like, book signings and people can come get your autograph along the way.
0: Yeah, yeah, I don't, well, probably, probably <laughs> not. But, um, yeah, it was, um, when I was in Tennessee, a big cold front came through and it was, like, 30s, even 20s a couple nights and I was going to go up to Kentucky for a week because there's a park near Mammoth Cave. Oh, and, cool. um And when I I stayed an extra week at my sister's place so that I could see my niece's play, I think I mentioned that last week, it was Scented Sensibility. Um, yeah.
1: How, did that go well?
0: It did, yeah. They're high school kids, and it was all yeah. um, like student-run. Mm-hmm. And it was also the first show of their three that they did, so... Um, they were a little you know they're high school kids high school kids always
1: th- those musicals always feel so fun to me just because they they are really enjoying themselves, and it's the it's the age where overacting is great, like they're just really into it, I think, yeah, yeah,
0: and it's definitely um you get the sense of um you know some of the kids have a little more natural talent mm, than others yeah. uh-huh um. those are the uh, musical,
1: the musical popular kids. Like, it's a weird term to say, but like, they're not popular, but within the musical community, they're real popular. Sure. Sure. (laughs) And,
0: um, it's, uh, you know, they're homeschoolers, so it's a little, it's a little different in that regard too. Um, up in, uh, up in Michigan where, uh, they actually lived in Michigan before too, but there there's a a a um, homeschooler theater group in Michigan that is a big organization with paid like the directors and and a couple of the organizers are are paid positions yeah um and they they would always put on excellent shows with like really good uh vocal training really good choreography really well-made sets and all this stuff and it was very like you know those are all of the all of the high school theater shows that I've seen for the last 10 years. Um, and so it kind of sets the bar high where like the first time I saw one of those shows, I was like, this is amazing. These are high schoolers doing, you know, pirates of Penzance and Mm -hmm. the actual, Mm -hmm. you know, Mabel singing opera, uh, kind of stuff. And, um, this was more of a typical high school show where, you know, some of them are good. Some of them are a little mumbly. Um, you know, I think, uh, I was like, "Well, I'm glad that I am familiar with the story of this story. <laughs> Otherwise, I would be a little lost. Especially because it's Jane Austen, right? Uh, like, yeah, yeah. How do you? That's rough. How do you convert? How do you convert a Jane Austen novel into a play, and then have like actual, you know, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen year olds try and read this dialogue? There were a couple of lines and a couple of of kids that I was like." they don't know what they're saying. Like they're reciting <laughs> these, they're reciting these words and they don't know what these words mean. Cause people don't use even the title like pride and prejudice. I was talking with my, my brother-in-law um, and, and a couple of my sisters about this after the show. I was like pride and prejudice are two words that mean the same thing now as they did in the um, 19th century. Yeah. Right. The early, early 1800s. Um, but sense and sensibility, we went down this whole rabbit trail around like, well, sense is like your senses, right? You're, you're feeling what you, if it's warm, if it's cold, if you're giddy, it's like, it's all emotional, right? Your, your, your senses. But sense is also a word we use to mean somebody has good sense. Oh, They're, sure. they both come English from is Latin, terrible. From, right. Yeah. From the, like, they both come from Latin with, slightly different roots right. and I'm like all right I can see how that ha-. that's the kind of the stuff that fascinates me <laughs> once in a while but uh um yeah and anyway because it was cold up there I was like I'm going to go south before Christmas so I don't have to deal with like my hose freezing and stuff mm, like that right. and now lo and behold it's going to be in the low 70s um wow shorts weather most 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 of the rest of this week um and uh yeah As, aside from the fact that it's been raining a lot and it's fairly muggy um these past couple of
1: days um i've been pretty happy well may, maybe source. you'll be able to break out the suntan lotion we sheesh yeah yeah uh it, it's uh it's it's been fine here what for weather report? it's been uh it's winter time it's the worst it's when uh the seasonal affective disorder kicks in and it's all gray outside mm. that terribleness here that i always complain about so i won't complain about it <laughs> we'll move on to our uh we got a lot to talk about this week i um, as a preface to the to the show tonight, we got um, so much to talk about. I uh, had a lot of things that I had uh, going on here this week. I bought some stuff from Cyber Monday that came through that I'd like to talk about. Mm-hmm. We had um, we're gonna, our show uh, was is Disenchanted this week, and we also mm-hmm. had a, a, a bonus holiday show called Falling for Christmas, which was fun uh, in the vein of what, what do we call these? What, what is there a name for these? Is there like a colloquial name that people say these kind of movies um we call them hallmark I mean, christmas movies but rom yeah or?
0: and that's 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 tricky because you know hallmark literally makes these um, <laughs> yeah right but but they're not the only ones who make these right, right. uh most most uh famously traditionally hallmark and and lifetime lifetime um mm-hmm. But this is not one of those. This is made by Netflix. And Netflix, I think, hits more than they miss with these. I think they do... They do... You know, we talk about this every time we watch another Christmas Prince or something. Um, I think they are more tongue-in-cheek than the than the more sincere films put out by right. uh, Lifetime and Hallmark. Um, but that is by no means a guarantee of of success or quality um even uh my mom who is right in the target audience for these types of movies um said that the uh a castle for christmas that we watched last year Mm -hmm. um was terrible
1: (laughs) right and i was like okay and and this that one's this one's called this one's called falling for christmas and and we'll talk about that one in a minute a little bit more but uh that that's Mm. that's something that i think it's pretty fun to watch, right? Like, I, I think they're fun to having on, on holiday time and put on put on TV and, and make sure you watch a couple of those. So we're watching the, those this, this season. Uh, we're going to talk about Willow a little bit. Uh, did You you got to watch some of that, right, DJ? Uh, I did not. Oh, well, maybe we um, won't. Uh, may, maybe I just save you and say not. But anyway, anyway. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas is today. Uh, we play. I played Overwatch Season 2 hit, Dark Tide, Vampires Are. We had a lot to talk about today. So, mm. what do you want to start with? You want to start with movies or games? You pick the topic, and I'll pick uh, specific. Um, let's let's roll through the movies first. Okay. We'll um, more. I, I'm going to start with one. I'm going to start with Willow because I'm gonna. I'm just going to say Willow. Uh, it was something I wanted us to watch something ago, and you just said that you didn't watch it, and that's fine. Mm. I'm going to say don't watch it and it's that much so that i'm going to say like kind of put a halt to the to our show watching already um, mm. it's hardcore c w we use that term okay. a, term a lot um mm-hmm. yeah. but but it's it's got it's just like it's like they're using the i p to put a, as a skin to put on something else like completely oh. not. Not at all. Anything like the original? It, it is. I've, I've heard that about the, um, the Wednesday series. Yeah, you know, I've heard that same too. I've not watched Wednesday, but yeah. I've heard that exact same thing. And so, the w- reason I'm saying to, to pass on is because we wanted to watch it. or at least I wanted to watch it. And it was the hype was it because of the nostalgia effect of you know it's like we liked the Willow or I liked the Willow um, type thing. So I'm not saying that Willow is bad. From a bad show standpoint, it's just nothing like what I wanted to watch. I wouldn't pick to watch a CW show for this show. Mm, You you know what I mean? Like, So, yeah, same thing with Wednesday. I I hear, too, the same thing. Some people have said, I really like Wednesday, and they like that teen drama angst-type stuff, goth girl-type stuff. Not because they liked... Not because they like the Addams family or whatever the Addams, Addams family, family type shows are. They yeah. they like that thing. Therefore they like Wednesday. And I think it's the same thing with Willow. If you like the whole um teens going you know, teens going on a quest for no nonsensical reason, and then the whole point of the show is basically like will they, won't they get together? Does does hmm. she really like this? Does she not really like that? Is 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 he really gonna be this kind of guy or a bad guy? You know, like uh, just two episodes in, and it's just – it starts real hard with that. Like the first half hour is just letting you know, hey, that's the kind of show you're, you're watching here. And then right. it doesn't get any – and then it just gets worse and worse and worse with it. Uh, and then at one point in the second one, they throw in a couple of adults, air quotes here, adults, in this thing. One of them is really old. Spoiler alert. They kill them off real quick. Like, sure. Like they they go on the quest to be the adults because, you know, we have five or six kids and only one or two adults on this world important quest for some reason um, that the queen gives to these totally inexperienced people. Um, And then they Mm -hmm. kill off. And then within like five minutes, they kill off the only adults and it's just the teens. So I, I kept comparing it to Wheel of Time. Only because Wheel of right. Time felt that way. They were all young kids going on this most important type thing, which, you know... The th- funny
0: the funny thing about that is all those characters in Wheel of Time are aged up by, like, almost five years.
1: <laughs> right, from right, the book. right. Yeah, but Wheel of Time, it was, like, all sped up, right? Like, it it was uh, a bunch of, like, one or two books, something into one season or something. I can't remember. It, was, it felt, like, really kind of rushed and, and pushed through. It's been a long the, time since I watched that's that. That's definitely true. Um, so, anyway, yeah, Willow is... Not the kind of show that you think it is. Um, it, we talked about um, uh, Rings of Power and how it mm-hmm. tried to do all sorts of modernizing of Tolkien. This doesn't just mm-hmm. do modernizing. This p- takes a, a modern teen drama show and calls it Willow, as if like that like they did that uh, and called it and called it you know Lord of the Rings. And you're like, mm-hmm. no, no. Um, <laughs> So anyway, that's my opinion. You, people can always watch it. But I I guess it says a lot that I don't – I had to push through the second episode to watch it for this show or I would not have watched it. Um, right. And that's – I think that says a whole lot because I really liked the, the subject thing. Um, there are old characters in it uh, quickly. They're like cameos type stuff. And obviously sure. um, the actor that plays Willow is Willow in he's in the show the whole time but he's hmm. not all that great of an actor he's just fine um um i can't think of his name right now warwick davis Warwick Davis, right um you know famous actor been in a lot of things but he's just not that at least he's not let's put this way he's not that great in this he doesn't feel like the character of willow in any way he's just a guy that's you know hmm. there um so anyway yeah moving on from that one okay just wanted to push that one off our list uh, <laughs> let's go. Ahead. We, you know, we were in the middle of falling for Christmas. Let's go ahead and talk about fa- falling for Christmas. This is, right. is um, what's her name? Escaping Lindsay now. Lohan. Lindsay Lohan. Her comeback role. I read. Hmm. It, it, I mean, maybe
0: I've not seen her in anything since, like Herbie. Well, I never <laughs> saw Herbie. <but laughs> since Herbie. I'm sure she's done something since then, but I don't. I, you know. Not- mean Girls is the last movie I know that she did movies after Mean Girls, but that's the the movie that I think of her.
1: I I, I guess not a lot. And anything from- she did was really terrible or not noteworthy. This was supposed to right. be her like okay, so the actress has obviously been through some personal issues that have been really yeah, not yeah. great. Um but right. That's not for us to care about. Um but it has caused her not to have a great Hollywood career during those times. Here she is mid thirties now starting her career again. And this is supposed to be a big, her kickoff one. Uh, how did you think she did in this show as the main falling Um, for Christmas actress? So I sort of, I sort of speed
0: ran this movie. Yeah. Um, I've, I've said before, I, I often will watch things slightly sped up. Yeah. Um, if I think they're going to be long, and and slow, and this is this genre of movie, oh yeah, uh, all, the whole genre cri- should be played on Christmas rom com. There are not going to be any surprises, right? You know, it's it's more like which you know it's a it's a uh, it's a choose your own adventure, but most of the choices only have two or maybe three options, right? right? Um, and they're all positive options, right? They're all like right, right. right. Uh, I will say. Let me just talk about this movie by referencing another movie, (laughs) um, which is how I don't know why I'm saying that like it's a weird thing. That's how people talk about topics uh, of all kinds. Um, My family watched a movie called Steppin' Stepping. It's either Stepping or Steppin' for the holidays. (laughs) Okay, uh, dance themed. If that title didn't uh, didn't clue you in, pass to that. (laughs) Um <laughs> starring our old buddy uh uh AC Slater.
1: Oh. Double pass, Mio hard Lopez. pass.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um I think part of the appeal for this was that uh a lot of the shots, the exterior shots were filmed in the town in Tennessee where my sister huh? and brother in law okay. live. Sure. Um Gotta, and gotta so, watch it. You know, then. Sure. They would pause it to point out landmarks and stuff like that. But it was considerably
1: worse than falling for christmas okay um you know uh, uh, you know this genre it it straddles a line that sometimes i mean you either get it or you or you're bad right like i think mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i think i think it's one of those like magnet you know when you hold magnets together that have the opposing forces and you feel that like they're pushing on it and you can hit that perfect spot where you're pushing but if you move it to the left a little bit you're just like totally off that's how these this genre is it's If you get it wrong with these movies, it's just a bad, terrible movie. Well, and it's a weird, it's a weird thing, right? Because even a
0: good uh, Christmas rom-com is not a good movie.
1: Oh, no, but
0: Um, like, so so like, what is the, what is the bar, right? Like I, I, you know, talk about all of these, all of these Netflix ones and I'm like, oh, they're, they're doing this thing, but it's self-aware. Like, like they're, they're doing it, but it's satire, right? Like, is it satire? The line between satire and sincerity is so thin sometimes I agree. Yeah that, that you're like, oh, this is bad, but I'm entertained. Um, and, 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 then, and you know that they know, it's like, you know that they know, right? Right. Right. And is it, and is it ever like, you know, I see, um, I said this. I don't know if this was off the air. Um, Lacey Chabert, also from Mean Girls, does a bunch of these with Hallmark, like basically one a year, um, and I, which I assume is a fairly uh, lucrative gig for an actor who can't, uh, for whatever reason, you know, schedule or or talent or or whatever. I'm hmm. not trying to you know disparage any any actors. Um, you know, a lot of them don't have the have the time the flexibility for big you know quote-unquote real acting jobs right families <laughs> quotes, or whatever yeah. um you know maybe they appreciate this like you know go to wherever they're filming uh spend a few months making this simple movie uh where they're basically just acting as themselves oh and yeah, yeah. And, and get a paycheck getting right? some money Nothing, right Nothing wrong with that. No, no. Um, and so I feel bad being too hard on the genre because I know that uh, from that, like, you know, she posts on Instagram when she's doing the project or whatever. Um, I know that people, you know, work hard on them.
1: Uh, oh, sure. Yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, you don't want to. I, n- real, I realize
0: that I sound very patronizing and that's not my intention either. Um the the biggest issue i had with uh to Chris, what i can't even remember the name <laughs> of it um is that there was no there was no tension like he go, mario lopez goes back to his hometown i hope that's the i think that's the right name um and runs into an old friend and she's a hot dance instructor and the only tension at any point in the movie, the only, like, dramatic tension, is whether or not he'll acknowledge that he has feelings for her. There's no ex- ex-girlfriend. ex I mean, there is, like, his real-life wife shows up at the end to, like, be the person who wants him to come back to a dancing... Or he was on some version of Dancing with the Stars, some knockoff, I'm Like they can't use the real name. And, like that's he's gonna she wants him to come back to the city to do this thing instead of stay in the town and do this like talent show with the girl yeah um but he doesn't really even consider it at all so there's no there's no tension it's just like a sequence of scenes like a sequence of events with no um Again, no tension. I keep saying the same thing, but I can't think of a more clear way to say that. Anyway, that's not the movie we're talking about. Um, this movie I've described to other members of my family, like my mom and my sister. Like, I know my mom watches movies like this, so I'm like, yeah, you could, you'll, you'll probably like this one fine. I recommended Castle for Christmas to them last year, so. And they didn't I like that one, you said th- earlier. Th- th- their bar should be pretty low. Um,. This movie, this Lindsay Lohan falling for Christmas is basically, uh, um, overboard. Yes. With a little, yes. with a little bit of white Christmas and just a dash of, uh, it's a wonderful life. Um,
1: <laughs> That's a mix there, Dennis. What, what, not, what, what, uh. But, but you're, you're not wrong. I, you're very not, right on this. None story.
0: of that much of a, much of a shocker, right? Like, um, uh, you know. I'm making that number up 90% of movies in the genre are some version of it's a wonderful life which is just a uh, remix reversal of of a Christmas Carol Mm -hmm. right like that's the basic formula for a Christmas story is you know a person in one situation experiences a different situation and makes a change in their life yeah Uh, makes a change right there you go yeah right they they send the you know they poke their head out the window and say you there boy what day is this <laughs> right. um,
1: yeah they are bad at the beginning that's a that's the scrooge thing right you know the, the like you said your, your, yeah, christmas which, carol right?
0: which which again is 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 just christmas carol like it's uh that's the basic that's the basic formula we're working with right. um and and that, this, this one has, this one does that for for sure this one does that it has uh amnesia which is a favorite um a favorite plot device of of Hallmark writers. Yeah. Um you know, very convenient way to make a character change uh, who they are. R- yeah, change who they are like try out being a different person. Um it sometimes I feel like can be a little problematic like in overboard. Mm-hmm. But Oh um, yeah, yeah, right,
1: right. Sure. <laughs> yeah, where he slave uses her. Yeah, right. Lies yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I love that movie, but yeah, total wrong. Yeah, uh, I, I, the, uh, I think that this, the
0: remake is not better, but yeah, I need to, uh, to Gender myself. swapping it makes it slightly less problematic, <laughs> though that that I, shouldn't be the case. I, that's
1: the, the, like, this one, whatever. I, I will say for my part, for the, for falling for Christmas is, um, uh, it's a I I. All those things that you said, I agree with. Like that's what the genre is, and I appreciate all that setup for for what this is and what we that that kind of leads to what we should expect out of what we're watching, right? Mm. And 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 I think that's real important that sh- that you have that going into it, that you know what you're going to expect, and and then and then you judge these shows with it. So I'll, I'm going to throw that to the side and say, okay, now now I know all that stuff. How does this fit in into to how I feel about it? Um I, I like watching these for all those reasons. Like we know we're doing, we you know it's great, it's fun. I'm gonna watch it. I think you watching it at 1.25 or 1.5 speed is an excellent suggestion for all these. <laughs> I think I'm gonna start doing that from now on because I want to watch them, but sometimes an hour even or an hour and a half, especially, is too long for something I know is gonna happen. I just want to see how it works out, right? And have fun with it. Um this one uh didn't do anything didn't it didn't I don't say do anything new. But it didn't do anything interesting. It's like the people took the sh- – the director took and the writers took the the script out of everything else and just wrote it again mm-hmm. and took the same shots. And I'll, I'll, most of them felt like obligatory. You got to have this shot. You got to have that shot. You got to have this thing. Mm-hmm. You got to do that. Say this line. You got to have a, the mistletoe. Um, the the actors were the same way. Uh, Lindsay was, was acting her heart out for what she can. Um, but everything else was like – there was just nothing – Nothing here t- to really be interesting, I guess. Or say no, like, "Oh, that was no. fun." And it's, you know, and it's one of those
0: like, uh, it's one of those things where it's not, it's it's not
1: bad enough
0: to be entertaining. Yes, there you right? go. It, it's you that you watch, total like, mid milk toast. Type you know, stuff. after after Christmas Prince, I went and watched the the um, Vanessa Hudgens ones. Um, mm-hmm. Speaking again of uh, of former. stars who who appear in a lot of these and so much of what happened in those movies was so dumb and so ridiculous that it made it more entertaining right they're like oh it's here and then in the sequel there's a third sister but they're all her but this one's blonde and you know just whatever kind of ridiculous things where this was just it was just kind of bland and predictable and that
1: they're all predictable, right? But this one was... Right, This, right. One, this one was... There was no there was no fun in that predictableness. Like, oh, I know what this is going like, to... A thing can be predictable. you like, oh, I know what's going to happen. This is an amnesia story. This is how I think... But there was no little twist or fun things in there, or even acting. And I think the big thing here, the biggest thing, is that there was, I feel, zero chemistry between the two main cast members, like the two, the two mm. actors.
0: I don't think Lindsay that's, and the other guy had fair.
1: any bond or like friendship at most if at the best it would be it would be brother sister relationship but nothing that was like Mm -hmm. an attraction here and i think that's that's got to be one of the most important things here it's that like prince meets girl off the street who is just the diamond in the rough type thing and then she's Mm -hmm. really a princess in in spirit you know or he Mm -hmm. is really like you know, downtrodden, but a, a good, kind soul and just needs a chance with a wonderful person. And the, like there was none of that. These two people, she was kind of terrible as normal, but she wasn't much better when she was a, a thing. And and he didn't have any attraction to her for any reason. It, it just they didn't have it was just feeling like they were reading the script. Right. Right yeah and, yeah and, i and that I, was the i
0: agree with that the um i don't think i said this at the start the little girl Luigi was Mohan the best, i would say that's yeah pretty pretty classic the uh again so so perfect example of predictable without being fun or entertaining um one of the tropes of this genre is a mysterious old man in town who is actually the santa, Claus, santa. yeah right yeah. the guy in this movie uh is clearly dressed like a like a hip santa yeah right he's wearing he's wearing a red flat cap instead of like a like a santa hat yeah um and he's working at the little outdoor fair thing that this town has because of course it does like selling i don't think he's even renting i think he's selling sleighs like this
1: town He's he's he, sells, technically he's standing in for a buddy who sells sleighs is what he says. Like, I'm right. In for so a friend, like right. like this town where the
0: where the ski lodge is is going out of business has enough tourism to have a specialized shop to sell sleds, right? <laughs> so like so weird. like all that, of that. None of that Again, makes any sense. This right? this is not a genre where you want to tug on any threads yes, of, yeah, uh, of plausibility, all. but. So like that character appears on screen one of the other things I did while I watched this was I sort of live tweeted in our discord to uh, I'm sure the annoyance of of most of our friends with with timestamps to like oh 20 <laughs> oh, I, sh- 20- I need to go back and watch it then <laughs> I'm like tw- 23 minutes spotted the real Santa and then nice. in the neck in the next scene, the daughter who of course the the male romantic lead is a widower yep. with uh-huh. a daughter right. who lives with his mother-in-law he's got to get over um, her
1: somehow that's part of the things right
0: right the um the the daughter asks you know the guy who's who is santa but is pretending to be fake santa which again is classic right um, miracle on 34th yep. street um and you see him like do the little touch the nose magic thing to make the wind that knocks Lindsay Lohan off the off the mountain right. um so that she comes into the story i'm like Sigh. she could have just fallen like the wind could come and knock we don't need this like oh it's real cuz him being santa was not part of the story
1: yeah no it was not
0: it was yeah. not important in any way yeah um and yeah so it's like there were the 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 bones of a story were of an interesting or entertaining story were there um but just very a lot of it just just very lazy i think one of the things oh, that's a um, good term
1: late lazy for this yeah
0: one of the things i noticed toward the end is is her father comes back i never finished this thought um uh Lindsay lohan is playing paris hilton basically yes for sure um, you
1: know that right off in the first five minutes right
0: and, and her dad comes and finds her, right? Cause she's been missing. That's the whole amnesia thing. Um, and has no, like, has no strong feelings about her, but I mean, he sort of encourages her to, to leave and come back with her fiance, but her dad doesn't like the fiance either because he's such a cartoon. Um, and I'm like, there's an opportunity here for some tension, right? Like for her for the dad to be like no you're not staying here in this podunk town to to you know marry this ski lodge owner and then for her to you know decide for herself to to make like there's a i mean it's not it's not shakespeare but there's something interesting there there's some dramatic tension that could happen um and it just doesn't
1: yeah the the uh i i will say that for the fiance character the, the tad Tad Tad, whatever his name is characters. Mm-hmm. He he uh he was I believe he was an attempt to make it absurd. Like like to to make that like we know what mm-hmm. we're doing. It's over the top crazy. This is goofy. Um and that right. actor played that role like like that. Like he played it as a as a completely absurd over-the-top. This is not a real show. Uh, ha ha, tongue in cheek, right. what you're watching show. Um more of the other ones were trying to be I think trying to act or, and and the, and the script is trying to be scripty. Uh, Yeah.
0: The, the, you know what the boyfriend character is? The boyfriend character is the writers writing obnoxious, uh, uh, I want to say Gen Z, but it's not really generational. Oh yeah. I know. Talk about like, it's, it's the, it's the writers trying to make an obnoxious influencer the way, um, the way that the, uh, Big Bang Theory writers write
1: nerds. Oh yeah, yeah, well said. Yeah. Right. Well said, it's yeah. like
0: here's this guy and he's a he's a self absorbed self and I also kind of this and again, it's such a weird like where's the line between between satire and and sincerely ridiculous because in the um in the opening sequence she's getting ready in the morning. And she has just this army of staff, yeah. like almost hand feeding her. And I'm like, I don't care how rich you are; like somebody's daughter does not have eight people helping them get dressed and fed first yeah. thing in the morning. Even Paris right? Hilton like, doesn't have that, right? Yeah. Like maybe they have a a personal maid, yeah, like sure. one, and then and then a assistant or something. Like they have at most two or three people who's job it is to help them function but not this like you know i don't think the queen of england has staff like this yeah um,
1: no. i you know that that's the thing is that i i don't i kind of want another like like what keeps that what keeps that absurdity from being entertaining right like where
0: is the balance where's the line for that and it's and it's not a question i have an answer to.
1: yeah I, I think uh the the that's why i wanted to i want to initially bag on on the boyfriend the fiance. Um, because, because how terrible he was, but, you know, as I sit and started thinking about the show and talk about talking about tonight, I think like, no, he, he might've been the best part because he was trying to make the movie interesting and, and kooky and over the top and, you know, aware of itself. Mm-hmm. Um, and being that, that goofy, like if, if, if everyone was as a character, you called him a cartoon as a cartoon as he was, then it would be like a notable show. They were all like that, sure. um, but he sure. was the only one being like completely absurd. No, no one would have thought of that guy as um, you know fiance material for a, uh, an heiress of any kind. It just, that was absurd. He didn't fit in with her, and then she's trying to be this, you know, she didn't play the cartoon um, heiress. Initially, she—I mean, you're right—with all the people and all the thing, totally was, but she wasn't as the, the, she didn't match yeah, his the, level of of craziness. Um, yeah, the setup, the like all the stuff with the servants and all that gave that impression, but I don't think she was playing that. She was because she has to she has to switch right. She has to switch where she has amnesia and then become this like caring person. And when right. when she got amnesia, this whole like I don't know how to like even. Put a mattress. Anyway, we're belaboring the point on this anyway, to, to, for, especially for a, a show that is just like milk toast is the best way to say it. it's just, it's just yeah. okay. It's not, it's not going to hit for this genre scoring within the genre. It's a, an easy five out of 10, mm-hmm. you know, there's, there's, you know, go watch even, um, you know, Christmas prints or things like that. Not great shows of by anybody's, you know, measure, but in this genre, worth watching you know to, to have fun with um yeah so okay so let's move on to another one which I guess technically is our our movie of the week um it's kind of in that same way uh this one let's I guess let's pause for our song uh this is uh Disenchanted mm-hmm.
0: yeah so disenchanted uh came out a couple weeks ago, sequel to Enchanted and I think most of the same cast the the daughter is different, but I think all the adults are the same. I only saw yeah. Enchanted once yeah, so
1: yeah same here. you can maybe, maybe confirm
0: twice. that for me um
1: but I believe it is yeah uh
0: it's funny because I heard uh Griffin Newman who voices the chipmunk pip. Okay. Um, he was on the Flophouse podcast a couple weeks ago talking about this movie, and I was like, "Oh, he's talking about Enchanted. That's a thing in the in the <laughs> sequel. I wonder if he he worked on the on the sequel, um,
1: of that." So this uh, is kind of like that too. This is, I mean, like that, like Falling for Christmas. Now they're not in the same genre, but but they it's its own genre, right? Where it's this, mm-hmm. wh- what age group would you say, like sixteen? 14 to 20, maybe? Um, Some, something
0: like that. And also, you know, just a little bit of, like, something from for the parents who grew up on uh, Cinderella and Sleeping Beauty, yeah, which is right. obviously very strongly drawing from. That with a little bit of um, uh, Snow White, right? Original... Right. First wave Disney animated features, whatever right. those are, but, called. but not taking itself um,
1: too seriously. Like, so you, you know that no. you, can, you can't, you know, coming into this, it's a fairy tale, kooky, hokey, non-realistic thing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So you're not going to judge it in that same kind of way. Um, right. But, but unlike Falling for Christmas, that genre that has a, like, um, um you know, hit highlight notes and points that you have to hit in the script and then, and then make your own modifications. This has its own story type stuff that you make, but still has the feelings of, you know, family and coming together type stuff. And the moral of the story at the end. Um, Mm -hmm. So, so this is a sequel to enchanted where the main character is a, is a basically Disney princess from a, in a multiverse world where they, she's a cartoon gets brought into the real world. And this is enchanted the first one. And yeah, um, has to to live in New York City and figure that out as a Disney you know kooky uh, Disney princess in a real world. Then she where she meets a a, a a real person, falls in love, they come together in the end. And then uh, as part of it, one of her friends um, w- who lives in the real world goes and marries a, a prince in the cartoon world, and they go back, which is in Dina Menzel, live in the cartoon world. This is the sequel to that where. Now they ha- she's lived in the real world for some at least 10 years, um, and we catch up with them and their family now. She's got a stepdaughter, um, and then we have the people who's lived in the cartoon world visiting back. Um, so mm-hmm. uh, where do we start on this one? Um, what do you think? Um, do you want to hit the spoiler bell? Um, well, well, before spoilers, um, let's just say, I think that this, um, is not as good as the first, this is not a spoilery thing. This is not as good as the first, but still has, um, it does the characters justice. And when I say not as good as the first, meaning mm. that it doesn't, it doesn't do a lot of the, oh, this is a, a cartoon world person in a real world thing. It doesn't do, it doesn't feel like a lot of that. In this, yeah, Uh, because it's, it's, you know, set fully in this real world. The characters are already established. There's not a lot of the, Mm -hmm. you know, she, she's lived in the real world for a long time. So it's not of that fish. It's not the fish out of water story that the last one was. Right. Right.
0: It's a little bit, uh, a little bit of the same thing going on there with, um, uh, born identity, right. Where you've like, you're doing this thing and the, you know, the first movie is, is built on this mystery. Right. And then the yeah. the mystery gets revealed and you make the sequels and the sequels are just like any other action movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's right. no. Yeah. There's no there's no fish out of water story here. It's just um, a, s- a sort of family coming of age story, mostly about the daughter.
1: Yeah. With with, with characters that had this unique thing, character or quality about them. Right. That they mm-hmm. that they lived in a magical world or whatever uh yeah so let's go ahead the spoiler bell on this one i guess now
0: okay we're going to talk in detail about the story of disenchanted the sequel to enchanted so if you don't want to get spoiled on this you should skip ahead for final thoughts um i so i saw the trailer for this i don't know if you linked it to me or i just watched it randomly what my why i watched the trailer for this um because like I said, I saw the original once. Uh it's obviously not for me in any way. Um I thought it was fine, it was a good movie, I didn't dislike it, but I'm not the target market for it at all. Um
1: That that's and, that's an important phrase, by the way. Target market. And and I agree. And
0: I don't and I don't know if I was not paying close enough attention to the trailer, uh, but I did not expect uh what happens what happens is not what i expected hmm. um okay i thought that it was some kind of uh what's the par- what's the fable uh, money tree is money tree something like that where it's like you have this thing but if you if you pick too much money from the money tree it'll die okay um that like there were these problems because you know you've seen things like this it's like a you know monkey's paw or any of those like Cautionary tales, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I thought she was gonna have a have a problem, be frustrated about something, make a wish to fix it. But that made some different kind of problem, so she makes a new wish to fix that problem. Oh yeah, yeah. And like, it, it felt like that was know, where they were going. Yeah, right. Things sort of spiral out of control, but that's not what happens at all. She makes a wish, turns the world into turns the real world into fantasy world, which is pulling all the fantasy out of Andalasia. And even though everything seems otherwise perfect also because she's a stepmom, the magic makes her evil because yeah. stepmothers are evil in fairy tales and that's it and then she fights with um uh, Maya rudolph the the sort of evil queen queen thing, yeah. evil queen of the town who is also even before the magic comes in she's pretty cartoonish her and uh, oh, of
1: course right
0: Yvette Nicole Brown and, and Jemma Mays, her little cronies, her mean girl posse, right. um, they're all pretty ridiculous even before the magic yes. comes. And right. then once the magic does come, it's just very like, hey, this movie was made by Disney, so we can do all of the Snow White, Maleficent. Yep. They even name drop Maleficent and... Uh, and uh,
1: Cinderella, don't I they? Or, something like, or Sleeping Beauty or something.
0: They, na- they name drop two evil uh evil queens from stories the mm-hmm. um i don't think the one from cinderella's name is well known or or snow white so it's it's um maleficent and somebody else sure um and this movie's a musical i forgot i assume the original was too i don't right remember. i mean that's that's one um, part
1: of the thing is they all sing all the time which which was well i for i had forgotten as well that that there was such heavy musical component to this one. I I, I got to say about this one is that through the lens that we're supposed to watch falling for Christmas with, if we watch this movie or if I watch this movie with that lens, mm-hmm. this is a much far superior movie. Now, if you watch it as a, if you watch it as a, like, is this a good movie? Is this a bad movie type thing? Then it's going to be bad. I think it's just going to be, like put thumbs down, pass this up, don't watch it. It's it's not worth mm-hmm. it. But if you watch it from the standpoint of it's very corny, it is self aware that it's corny and mm-hmm. and that's what it's trying to be over the top, like when they become a fantasy world, it I think it does a lot of original kind of things with that. We we just talked about how Falling for Christmas it just does the 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 beats and doesn't do anything special. This does the beats and then tricks you. Like I didn't, I also didn't expect her to be the evil stepmother. I also didn't expect her to be aware that she was the evil stepmother and try to fight against it. Right. Right. And, and, and have that, that, uh, uh, angst in between her and her still be a main character, even though, you know, I, I would expect the the daughter to become the main character and stuff, which she kind of was, but then Giselle was still the main character and, uh throughout the whole time because she was the evil thing. I didn't expect there to be two villains where she had to fight and become the queen villain. Yeah, it's a
0: that that's something I don't know I don't know that I noticed uh until you pointed it out, but it's it is kind of it's a story about the daughter, but she at no point becomes the main character.
1: Right. Right. I mean, she has a yeah. couple scenes where she's playing Belle as she walks through the town. And becomes right. Cinderella as she's at the stuff, so she's she's the main character from that standpoint right that she's mm-hmm. she's the hero of the story and even and i and I did really appreciate again like the way they they put the meats on the meat on the bones here is that Giselle recognized that she was the main character, and that Giselle wasn't, and that she she kind of promoted her and gave her that thing, told her yeah you need to save us you're you're the one here that not me uh type thing so Mm-hmm. All of those beats, I really, really liked. I, 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 I'm I, not prepared to say this is a good movie or that everybody run out and say everybody to watch it. But from the lens of a Christmas, falling for Christmas type standpoint, it's got all those little extra twists and those fun little things and those nice, lighthearted type things. The The cast aren't doing anything. They're not amazing. I don't fall in love with Indina Menzel nor Dempsey or anybody else. None of them are special or and you mentioned Maya mm-hmm. Rudolph being a caricature. Yes, all of those things are very true. Just in the same way that in in a Christmas Prince, there's always a, a, a heroic guy. That you know, there's always a girl in these romance show, Christmas shows that is pining for somebody else, or you know, meets a guy who's really secretly a rich guy. You know, there's all these things um, mm-hmm. that that we have in this show, and it just does it just does little twists and nice fun things. And if you, so in the, the not coming out of the spoiler section area here, I would say if you like, like Christmas prints or the, not that this is in that genre, but if you enjoy the <laughs> absurdness of those and you're okay with, with the corniness of it all, uh, this, I think disenchanted would be worth a watch because it fills that a lot better than what, say falling for Christmas did because it does interesting things and fun little things. It's not great, but it's it's interesting and fun with that lens. It's funny
0: I was I was not really uh thinking along the vein of of comparing these two films because I I watched Falling for Christmas several weeks ago. Yeah. Um on IMDb which is, you know, whatever, doesn't mean anything, mm-hmm. but um Falling for Christmas has a 5.2 okay. out of 10. Uh Disenchanted has a 5.7. Okay. Sure. So it's it was just funny to uh to compare the two and yeah, this, you know, I didn't I didn't love this movie. Mm-hmm. I didn't think it was great or amazing or anything like that, but again, I'm not the market for it. Right. And right, so most right. of the most of the time I was just like okay sure this is fine and then you know there's there's all this tension about you know we're out of spoilers so i'm not going to go into details but like this you know big sort of calamity at the end and i can you know sort of uh begrudgingly appreciate the callbacks to sleeping beauty and cinderella Mm -hmm. because that's what this that's what this movie is um that's that's the, those a, are the notes
1: that like if you're watching a Christmas movie where they're like they're doing a callback to the mistletoe or they're doing a call back to mm-hmm. some other tr- the Santa Claus, right? They're always they're doing adding these things that you kind of expect in this right. this genre. Although it's not a yeah. genre, I guess. But uh yeah, so yeah. for for me for and it, me, thumbs up and it if has you the, like that. Yeah,
0: it has the the issue, the problem, whatever the almost all of these kind of movies have where it's a sequel made well after the fact. Mm -hmm. um, Yeah. And unplanned sequels almost never do justice to the original partly because, you know, you had one idea and now you're, you know, making another movie. So you have to come up with a different idea. Same thing we said with, uh, with born identity. Um, and like, you know, the idea when it's a new idea, you're like, oh, it's a new movie. So, like, all of that works against it. Plus, you have people, um, you know, with nostalgia memory. We said nostalgia, like that, the other N word, I think mm-hmm. you said. Yeah. Um, that's, it's sort of a double edged sword because on the, I don't know if that's the right idiom, but whatever. Um, nostalgia is what people, what gets people to buy tickets. Yeah. Right. And so like a project can be financially successful, but it also sets the expectations really high because it's not only not only do they maybe not have a second good idea. The writers or director um, people also are expecting that good first movie also amped up by their fond memories of it. Sure. Right. So even if it even if it was an equally good movie to the to the first one. It still might not live up to the memories unless it does something really different, like um, like Empire Strikes Back.
1: Yeah, I I, th- I think the the best N word movie out there is definitely Top Gun, uh, Maverick. In that it um, sure. it it, uh, it does the uh, it gives the nostalgic things that you want. Matter of fact, it starts off with the the full song. Always bugs me in these movies where they do. Um, like sequels to them. And then they just give hints of the music and they don't do the full score, you know, and, oh, and Top sure. Gun, they start with the Top Gun theme and they're playing, they give you exactly what you want so that in the first five minutes, you're full of your nostalgia and it's there. Now we're going to tell you a story, right? we're, we're going to tell you kind of right. a, a story that, that it's going to have those things, this one. So this one here, um, I don't know. I don't know if it had that nostalgia. It's just a new story with these characters. We mentioned that in the spoiler or, Previous other things, um, but I would give it a thumbs up for yes. As I said before, just if if you like if you like Hocus Pocus the first one, and if mm. you liked the first one of this one, that genre, then you would like right. then you will like this one. As a matter of fact, I, I think it's better than Hocus Pocus 2. Um, but I that, mean sure, but but that, yeah. but that doesn't that again. I I don't want to say this is a a great movie that everybody should run out and watch it. this is with the preface of it's a good movie. If you like that kind of movies, this one is better to watch than some of the others. Um, but if you're not interested in this, this genre at all, or it comes close to you, total pass. It's not even worth that that one at all to watch. Right. Um, okay. Third, third one we've got in our movie section here is guardians of the Galaxy's Christmas special is a Marvel movie holiday special Mm holiday holiday special. Um, I will start off by saying um, I had very low expectations for this one and thought it was going to be dumb. James Gunn always is kind of a mix for me uh, because mm-hmm. I think that he's going to be terrible. And then I end up kind of appreciating all of his stuff that, with the Guardians. Sure. Um, I, I post spoilers already. I kind of like this one um, for all the reasons that I just said, too. I'll let you put flesh on that, though. How did you feel about that?
0: Um one of our friends uh, I think it was Justin said it was a good length. Yeah. Uh, I 100% which agree with that. I I totally agree with it. It um it's guardians so it's uh ridiculous. Ridiculous. Um
1: yeah, good word.
0: And we get focus on some of the characters that that don't normally get center stage in the guardians uh
1: um yeah, and this wouldn't be Drax Series. And, and Mantis
0: and Mantis a lot, a lot with Mantis. Should mm-hmm. um, I appreciate it? It definitely hits. Uh, I wish I could remember what my I have like a like a quintessential example of this, like something that's dumb, but I still really enjoy, really appreciate. Um, um well i mean everything everywhere all at once is a little bit this way but i know a lot of people have not seen that mm. um this also has a thing where the uh the emotional beats are still effective def- despite the absurdity <laughs> you're right of, yeah. of the plot of you're the, right of you're the story. right story like and it like, shouldn't it
1: feels like it shouldn't but right but they yeah they're... yeah like, like when when uh two main characters uh have an emotional kind of reveal to each other, which we'll maybe talk here in a second Mm -hmm. spoilers. Um, It's such a goofy show about, you know, um, aliens coming to earth and, and seeing a snowman Christmas thing and, and joking about it the whole time. It's completely absurd. I actually like was like really happy and felt like a little heart swell when it shouldn't (laughs) be right. Like I think, I think some of that is because um, the, the goofiness in de- the way that that James Gunn writes and directs these endears the characters to you, like you feel them sure. being dumb. Is, is that the right word? Like Drax, I think, for example, is a big, strong, meaty guy, but he feels really dumb, and sure, yeah. And, yeah, and yeah. because he's so dumb, you kind of feel like what's the word for him? Um, uh, what am I look? What am I fishing for here? You feel. Uh, it's not sorry for him, but like compassion for him. Right. Like, oh, you know, he, he, yeah, he's, he's, he's just not that smart. You know, maybe he needs a little things and all, all of the guardians are like that, by the way. Um, so I think the way these are written is that through all those goofy times, when they have like a real emotional time, you kind of feel like happy for them. You kind of feel like your dumb cousin finally found love. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. That's a
0: that's an interesting way to put it. I I kept thinking of um the end of Guardians 2 mm-hmm. um, when they do the sort of space fireworks and they play that Cat Stevens song. <laughs> right. Right. And 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 Rocket does a little thing. It's like, oh, they all came. Even yeah. though he was mean and yelled at him all the time <laughs> and stole batteries he didn't need. And you're like, this is so on the nose and so manipulative, but it's working and I'm not mad about it.
1: Not nah, yeah, right. I, like, I, I'm yeah. like,
0: this this stupid talking raccoon is having an emotional moment, like, un you know, unrelated to the actual, like, Yondu story that's being told there. And it's a hundred percent effective at at manipulating my emotions.
1: It does. And, and and I do think it comes back to that that, um, and I'm being really, really bad here. but like saying the the not so bright people that you know, like that are really like kind but just really don't have it all together type stuff. and they mean well, mm-hmm. but they're really not good. and and most of the Guardians of the Galaxy universe is that way. With the occasional like James Gunn throws in the the straight man in Gamora and then throws in right. you know, the the angry, mean, bad villain but has a golden heart nebula. Like they just throw these normal slash different genre people in this in this world of all not so simpletons is what I should say. Simpletons with a good heart sure. um, stuff. O- almost like well, the band at the beginning that plays, right? They play that Christmas song. And they're all mm-hmm. the same thing. It's like, that's a perfect example of like, they're all just kind of dumb, but they all mean well, cause they're writing, they're singing a song to Peter for his Christmas thing. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know if we're in spoilers or anything, but I, I will say that this, this is a classic guardians like yep. all, all over things. You know, um, this makes me feel good about guardians of galaxy three because yeah, yeah. sometimes I worry about these kind of shows that you're going to go to the well too many times, and then we're going to be like, ah, yeah, right. well, I've already done that one. Um,
0: well, like, um, uh, I know this isn't the same comparison, but James Gunn directed Thor Love and Thunder. No, no, that, not James he did Gunn. Sui- uh, he did the Suicide Squad. Ta- Taika Waititi. Oh, yeah, right? I know what like, you're saying. Right. Like, Taika Waititi made the most well-loved Thor movie sure, in, in Thor Ragnarok. And so you're like, oh, well, that's great. Let's have him make another one because the last one was great. And, you know, it's obviously not this simple. We talked about that movie at length. Yeah. But, yeah, it's like, I mean, it's the same thing with sequels. Like, if you do the same thing, like, what is this? Unless you're making a movie for, you know, unless you're making a rom-com, especially a holiday rom-com, which is a specific thing, right? The Mm -hmm. audience for that is either half paying attention right they're putting the movie on in the background <laughs> oh, on 1.25 um, speed right <laughs> uh, uh you know just to have some sound in yeah. their house or they are an audience that for whatever reason or other does not ever want to be upset or surprised right <laughs> sure they don't sure. they they don't want any they don't want any kind of negative emotion or tension. Right? right it's it's like the the, the sort of joke anecdote anecdote I always tell about um my sisters showing mom all the Marvel movies and when they got to um winter soldier mom was very frustrated about the mystery of of the winter soldier it yeah. was not revealed this guy shows up and like kills people or whatever wizard, and disappears wizard, I don't wizard, know yeah. like like who is that guy who is that like like you know the tension is is, is uncomfortable. <laughs> like that's part of the experience of of you know Hearing a story, being told a story, watching a story, um and you know a rom com is the opposite of that, right? It's like here are the beats, here's predictability. Like maybe we're gonna have a little bit of tension in the middle, but don't worry, it's gonna work out. Like this is not Romeo and Juliet. You know they're gonna yeah. get together in the end. We've just gotta, we've just gotta get there a little bit. And yes, I know you think they're they're gonna kiss, but somebody's gonna interrupt them unless you're making that kind of thing unless you're making a specific thing where it is not only okay not only allowed or tolerated to be predictable and samey it is encouraged and you know in many cases demanded right like yeah the 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 people paying for the extra cable to get hallmark and lifetime channels do not ever want to see you know uh uh, the game of thrones-esque oh yeah right yeah in one of their movies right right? like it has to be the same the other place content for children is the same way right they made 14 land before time movies (laughs) um like do this formula do a power rangers same like here's the thing we know what we're gonna get it's you're gonna get this 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 and it's not i said we were gonna get male because i'm sort of disparaging uh older women and and children but james bond Another perfect example, right. right? People go into a James Bond movie want to see these things. They want to see this sort of macho, but with a little bit of sensitivity, hero go through these things and come out on top. To, you know, despite all odds, adversity. I mean, the the action movie genre is the same is the same way to a to a certain extent. All of that to say. Yes, if you do the same thing, I have to get back to my thought. Um if you do the thing too much the same, too often, people get bored, right? Especially you know, I mean, I don't think I don't think the MCU is particularly known for um like bold new exciting things except that the things in the franchise or whatever you want to call it that people really, really love are things that took a chance and I mean, take a chance is the wrong word for it. Like did something different and pulled it off. Right. Right. Like sometimes they, they take a chance at something and it bombs. Um, and then you have like the idea of this big, have all of these movies set up, and then come together in a big team up thing that works isn't something that anybody else had ever pulled off. So right. while it was not really a new new idea, it was like a little bit of a risk that was well executed. Um right. Thor, Thor Ragnarok different kind of movie, right? All the big success. Guardians, the original Guardians when it first came out was like, "Oh, this is this is so different. Like there's no like city street level not street level but like threat to earth kind of thing you know it's it's this wacky they're in space and there's a talking raccoon and a talking tree and you know a woman who's green and all of this stuff and again it's like successful because it took a chance i'm i'm yeah. belaboring this one <laughs> yeah um, the, the,
1: the, so hey can we can we go into spoilers real quick for this one i it, we don't have a lot to say on it but but i I want to say some things
0: okay sure uh guardians of the galaxy holiday special spoilers skip ahead if you don't want to get spoiled
1: so i love that they added kevin bacon like i just want to say that Mm -hmm. i don't don't know if that's spoiler because it might have been in trailers but he that was great i love that he wasn't just like a one quick joke scene he was the whole show uh which was excellent again only one hour long which is wonderful Uh, I love Mm -hmm. Kevin Bacon was wonderful. I love how they manipulated him all the time. He played uh, his own self well at the beginning when he was running away and scared stuff. I love how absurd Mm -hmm. the chase was, chasing him around. like Drax, for some reason, is jumping like 20 20 feet in the air every time he jumps over. None of that made any sense (laughs) whatsoever. Uh, So (laughs) it was like having a real-life person next to cartoon characters and... That was just, su- yeah. yeah. And that was fun because it only lasted like 10 minutes. And right. that was great. Uh, it's all I needed. It's all I wanted. And I saw it and it moved on. And that was great. And they kept him. I like the reference to DC in there. They talked about Batman, which was kind of cool. You know, Batman mm-hmm. being in the, I guess that's a thing, being in the Marvel Universe type stuff. Um, the, the Mantis sister relationship was kind of a, oh, yeah, that, that makes sense. Kind of neat, neat thing. Uh, and was very, you know, heart tugging. Um, awesome, sure. I like that uh, Chris Pratt wasn't the main character in this. Um, right. Star Star Lord has a good story that he's kind of told, and we're there. Uh, these other characters can have lots of characters here can have room to be the main characters, um, and still care for Peter. I liked the the whole family still thing with it, which is kind of a Guardians theme that they're all yeah. this family, found family, yeah, found family type thing. Uh so that that really got the heartstrings there at the the last um song type stuff with Kevin Bacon singing where you know they give the presents and such um, mm-hmm. which which is nice you know Nebula gives the winter soldier armed to, to rocket and um it's yeah, just
0: that's that's a perfect example of like you know I'm not like tearing up or anything at it right. but it it gave me a little bit of like chills little warm wholesome moment and i'm like this is so dumb like so dumb. stole his stole his robot arm uh, uh, uh not robot arm is the wrong word but like to give him as a as a christmas present and i'm like this is dumb but it's so like it's so effective
1: right and then and then when when uh groot gives everybody like their little presents of stuff and then he gives craglin like a gift of him getting the gift of him type thing and i was like yeah <laughs> so absurd it's- but great, and then Those little diorama. The, the best yeah. part about it is like the look on Craglin's face, like how much he loves it and appreciates it because it's thought of him and it's a thing. It's like it's so dumb because I, I again I really put these characters as people who are very simple, mentally simple character people. Sure, ha- having a wonderful happy time, and it makes me have a wonderful happy time that they're happy. Um, in and I, something that this does that Guardians does too is how they're bad guys because. It's just like a child who does something wrong and you're like, yes, they did that wrong. and They're not supposed to. And then somebody else along with them says like another child tells them you shouldn't steal that. That's wrong. Mm -hmm. Right. And and you're like, yes, right. They're right. They're being the good person that happens throughout this whole thing, too. Like Mantis will tell Drax he's not supposed to kill people. You can't just kill people. Right. And he's like, oh, darn, I can't kill people. You know, it's it's that kind of absurdness that you just feel like, oh, it's my, you know, simpleton cousin who, who's in, and, and they're all there, the thing, and then they have that wonderful happy moment at the end, and Kevin Bacon gets on board with it. Um, he sees right. them as like this kind of goofy thing. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, and he gets I, on
0: stage and sings a song. And...
1: Yeah, he sings it sings a song. Um, so yeah, an hour long was perfect. That that can't be under overstated enough. Um, that's all it needed to be. I'm, I'm very happy for it. Uh, I'm, I'm worried that guardians three, I'm out of spoilers here. Final thoughts thing. Uh, I'm worried that, you know, thumbs up for this show, everything good about it. Definitely watch it. If you're any remotely Marvel person and, um, it makes me worried for guardians three, not because it's going to be bad. I think it'll be great, but I feel that he may kill people off because it's his last bit, his last hurrah. Mm. I really like these simple, people that are very you know uh not smart (laughs) and but but goofy and fun that uh james gunn may kill people off because he does that he's done that with a lot of his characters in like suicide squad and such and he's killed off characters in the last two movies um so he's going over to dc now he's no longer going to be doing marvel movies anymore this was his people um i only you know feel bad that he's going to like destroy the guardians and tear them apart and kill people off. And they all go their separate ways at the end. Um, so that would make me sad. Hopefully it's, hopefully guardians three is just like this one where it's all happy. and makes (laughs) me feel good because they're all goofy. Right. Oh, okay. We got through all of our movies. That was, we we made it. Um, Hey, so uh, I'm going to go to a little bit of a personal thing. We had cyber Monday happen. We didn't talk about that last week but um did you buy anything this year for like black friday or cyber monday for anything like anything cool Any know like, tech things trinkets something that helps you out um i did buy a
0: new monitor i talked about that uh it's curved and it's oh the curve uh, how do you
1: like a curved monitor
0: it it took me a couple days to get used to it but i'm i'm on it now it's uh it's 32 inch at the normal I don't know 16:10 I think uh aspect ratio. So it's like an ultra was... wide type. That's my weird. my old one was ultra wide. This one's more like a standard widescreen which um again was a little weird but you know I had um, I had the ultra wide for like 5 or 6 years and before that I had a normal widescreen monitor um and so I had to adjust my brain to like put the apps in the corners now instead of mm, uh, yeah. to the sides and do them all full height because they don't have to be full height because the monitor is, is taller. Um, <laughs> right. It's taller and narrower than my old one. My old one was 34 ultra wide. This one's 32 widescreen. So
1: it doesn't stick out into my um, space in my camper. I don't bump into it as much. I, th- I think that's, that's important to talk about in this conversation here, Dennis, is that I have been in your camper and I know that it has limited space. Okay. So, so, but, but I also know that your work requires you to have this space for, for, technology, uh, having mm-hmm. this big, huge monitor for somebody like, eh, ah, yeah, he's got a cool thing. Like, I think it's important to say that you've got this in a small space and you're working with, with it.
0: That's, does it take up your whole table? True. It does, but the old one, uh, was wider than the table. Um, so that's, uh, that's a change. I Changes got there. Uh, I, otherwise, what else did I buy? I bought some stuff for my camper. Um, I bought like, some, gifty stuff uh i mean nothing cool like oh i mean I,
1: sure but for, for the camper yeah. people falling you might think oh you got an yeah hamburger. yeah like
0: like i i bought a jump starter battery uh, in case my jeep dies smart um, smart it also the ones they make now have usbs on them so it'll be a nice uh beefy uh phone charger <laughs> um, if, I, if i have a situation where i where i need that desperately um,
1: out of out of communication need a phone charge
0: i bought a new kindle oh um, really
1: wait what people buy kindle still yeah i'm, I mean, I'm assuming it's I for use, reading it's for reading um
0: i also put manga on mine so I'm, i've started reading uh one piece which is the piratey oh wait um, isn't
1: that like seven thousand episode long yes anime? yes it's,
0: okay. i'm i'm not watching the anime that would take forever and i wouldn't uh would never finish it but manga i can read faster um and it's, yeah, I think it's ongoing, and these early volumes that I started with are from like ninety three when uh you know several of our friends were not yet born <laughs> true, um, true. <laughs>
1: Jesus, but
0: there. but yeah it's the it's the paper white um edition of the Kindle I saw um, on uh on woot.com, woot dot com w o o t yeah the sale is over now, but they were running a sale. Where the 2018 models of the Kindle Paperwhite were forty or fifty bucks, depending oh, on how dang, much storage that's a good price. you wanted. Yeah, I was going to ask the one that. I, the one I had before was a 2016 model. They did a run called the um, the Paperwhite Manga, which was originally, I think, only available in Japan. Uh, identical to the same um, model of that year, except it had 32 gigs of storage instead of four. Um, you know if you if you're dealing with ebooks you don't need a lot of storage right yeah. your typical ebook is in the kilobytes uh size wise but of course manga is images yeah. uh, and so it it can be a little bit more um and i think i paid 60 for it in like 2019 and so i was i was looking at these at these 2018s and it's not It was not enough of an upgrade from the one I had to justify even at that low price point. Um, But then I went back and forth and I was like, well, maybe this part of it will be a little better and maybe I'll do a jailbreak thing. And then I discovered that Amazon was also running a sale on the new ones um, from last year that are just a like the body of it is a tiny bit bigger and the screen is almost an inch larger which doesn't sound like much but the difference between like a six inch screen and like a 6.8 inch screen um can be kind of a big deal it's like people with different sizes of phones oh sure Um, right and so those were 100 i think they're normally like 150 ish um and so i bought one of those and gave my old one to my
1: sister. I man, I, and, I appreciate those prices because, yeah. you know, I was I was jokingly making fun of the, the you know people still buy those Kindles. Um, I think that's a real important thing to say is that that price point because the the, the follow up people will say, oh, So I'll just use an iPad for that. But iPads now are four hundred and fifty dollars to eight hundred dollars for an, mm-hmm. I, an iPad. Mm-hmm. And, and if one of the things you want to do is if you're an avid reader. It's to to like read books on a, on a portable device. If that's your primary use for an iPad, which I could definitely see that being, you don't want to spend five hundred dollars
0: on on a no. On a device. There, there are a lot of there are a lot of things. Um, the Kindle the Kindles are very good for reading. They're not great really for much of anything else. Yes, right. um, And that's you know just the.
1: That's okay know, though. You, I mean that's I, what I don't,
0: you, right right like like it's fine. They are they're smaller than iPads and considerably lighter like in the yes. ounces, right? Yeah. Like 6 Because seven they're not ounces. trying to be more, right? Because there's no, you know, there's no full color, you know, full, you know, there's no retina screen or it's, it's this e-ink paper thing. Like most of the weight is battery. Right. And then it can last weeks on that battery because it's not doing much, especially if you put it in airplane mode. Um, So it's lighter to hold while you're um, while you're reading. And the nature of the e ink screen means that you can read uh outside like in full mm. you know you, you like you try to use your phone when it's a really sunny day and you're like it's not the the screen on my phone isn't bright enough but but a a Kindle looks like paper so more external light just helps
1: yeah um, for sure instead my,
0: of instead of hindering
1: my my kid about a year ago dropped my iPad and shattered it in the garage floor and mm. so I've not had that and I've and I've been reading like paper books since then but but uh prior to then i would use my my you know ipad for for book was the primary maybe video watching occasionally but um you know primarily that was the, the best thing about it and and now when i look at like i should have another ipad the the thing that the only thing that i really miss about my ipad is that i could have that small thin light thing in my my bag for reading books in the morning um, hmm. so now that I, now you say that it makes me think I should probably look at a, at a Kindle. We're, by the way, we're not sponsored by Amazon or Kindle here. <laughs> oh, they want to give us a call, that made me think, but the, uh, but it does make me think I should probably, because I don't want to pay, like it's just said, I don't want to pay $500 for another device that I don't need all the, all the extra features of an iPad I can have on my phone and is better done on a phone. Even some games are better on the phone than they are on this big thing to, to carry it around. But for a book. That's excellent. And I think you're right. A Kindle, a Kindle that's something worth buying. Um yeah.
0: I think if you're going to um if you're gonna read comics like Western full color comics, mm-hmm. um a an iPad is better. Sure, I can um, see that. Sure. But I can, you know uh uh the, the Kindle will just fit in my back pocket if I'm wearing jeans or if I have a jacket, right? It'll fit in a pocket, which a full-size iPad, the middle-size uh, 9, 10-inch iPad will not, will not fit in your pocket. Um, yeah. Oh, no, no. And right. it's more fragile. And these are these last two generations of the Paperwhite and a couple of the other ones are some level of waterproof. Like, you can't you know go scuba diving with them but presumably you could if you like to read in the bath or something it would be a nice, uh, a nice sure. thing i don't i don't have a bathtub in my camper so i can't confirm that um but yeah and so that's uh what else did i buy i bought something that wasn't on sale but i might save that for a for a reveal later that's a christmas
1: my my big my big thing my big purchase this year is as i've always said in the multiple years we've done the show is that you know i buy for uh black friday or cyber monday for me um some 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 bits of it is for for presents but that's you know i'll I'll buy my stuff i bought um uh, i didn't buy any movies this year um because so much of it is digital anymore and i can get them on on the services on the streaming services especially now that they're you know, things like Disney. I don't need to buy all the Marvel movies because if just have the subscription and, and I buy it. So yeah. instead of buying mm-hmm. 12 Marvel movies for $10 a piece, I can just pay a less than a year of, um, you know, much less than that for a year of Disney Plus and, and, and get all of those things. So, so I, I didn't buy movies this year, which made me sad going by the bin. You know, it was really is full, mm. but I didn't buy anything. I did buy um, the New Horizon game, which was over a year old at this point. But I bought that one um, for Westerns. West, yeah, Forbidden West. Yeah, I bought Elden Ring, which was on sale. Um, ha- haven't played either of those two yet, but I, but I did have those. Um, and um, uh, the the thing I bought this year was the big ticket item was I bought a new projector. I'm I, in my game room. I've decided yeah,
0: talking about that.
1: Yeah. And in, 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 in my game room, I've decided to, um, uh, or this, the, the front porch studio, as I can call it is, um, <laughs> I decided to go instead of a, a TV thing uh, or monitor, or whatever. I decided to go projector. I'm going to have a, just pull down from the ceiling. Um, the screen come down and have screen, a nice right? pro- projector. And I decided to, sp- to splurge about a Ben. What's called a Ben Q is the brand name. Um, ben, yeah. uh, Front, front projector and it it's uh, I think the biggest thing to, to say about it is it's got a ton of uh, connections that you can put in the back because mm-hmm. I, I plan on hopefully having a lot of things connected to it from the PC sure. to a Super Nintendo to a Nintendo Entertainment System to a PlayStation 5 like all those things I want to have going through this stuff and then maybe even go out to the surround sound stuff um, it's supposedly I got it like yesterday and set it all up and and I don't okay. have the screen yet for some reason the screen takes 3 weeks to come in um, mm. but all the screens I don't know oh. what it is maybe there's a supply chain issue but every projection screen right now doesn't come in until the 15th of December um, but so Man, I'm watching it on my wall about that yeah it, it looks wonderful on my wall like the best that you can that you could think of for something on a wall um, sure. pro- projection t- uh, project projectors have come a long long way from you know in the last so many years, sure, um, and it's 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 really incredible. So I I don't have a lot to say on that except that it's awesome. It costs as much as a TV, mm-hmm. but is more versatile than a TV. The only downside to it is that if you walk in front of it, you you know it casts your shadow as opposed to you gotta uh, a you gotta mount it on your ceiling. Yeah, mount on ceiling. Problem with mounting the things on the ceiling with projectors is that you also have to figure a way where the cords to go down and plug in True. somehow. True. True. Yeah, that's, that's the, the issue with mounting. I'm like, oh, it's mounting. Well, how do I plug the dang thing in without doing major hmm. reconstruction of my electrical outlets? So uh, anyway, right now it's just, I've got a nice spot for it, but anyway, it's nice. It's cool. Uh, I will say this. It comes touted as like, oh, you, you know, people need to stop thinking of projectors of having a terrible sound system. This is a wonderful sound. System. Uh, ben Q really pushes their sound system. It's just okay. It's, it's hmm. good. Totally passable for a small room but there's no like real bass or anything to it. It's literally just like speaker sound. Right. Sure. Um, so, uh, I'm still going to see if it's got outputs. so I can put it into my surround sound here. Maybe I'll, I'll do that one, but, um, watched, uh, some star Wars movies on it last couple of days. I watched a couple episodes of Archer, um, real fun. My, my family each all came in one by one and, and saw shows and was wowed by it. And, Shelly even said like, why do we get a new? Cause we got also got a, I, another thing I got for cyber Monday was a big TV for our bedroom. Cause we just kind of needed it. Um, right. And she was like, why do we get a new TV when we just could have got this thing? I was like, yeah, that kind of makes sense. Nowadays. You don't, if you've got the space, ha, you know, having a projector is as good, if not better um, than a TV. So um, yeah, I, I, I'm really happy about that. Pretty cool. I'm excited whenever the screen comes in and my, my room will be um, on its last, last bits of being completed. So Nice. I'm happy about that one uh what do we got last uh just a few minutes left um we have to pick uh, we both picked oh. this week so I'd have lost track oh, yeah. of whose
0: whose pick it is i think I think um, I
1: think last pick was mine I think officially I picked disenchanted uh, on that one okay no, but you... I would say I would still like to watch another one of those corny shows so if we can have maybe your pick and another corny Christmas show that... I don't say corny so that's a bad we need to have a genre name for these things. Rom com, I mean, Hallmark, ho- holiday, holiday home- rom com, yeah. whatever uh, you want to call it. Um, have you seen Spirited? No, that I'm trying to think of that. That's, that's the uh, Ryan Reynolds and um, Elf guy. Um, can... Yeah, uh, Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell. No, I have not seen that, but I, I should, it's a musical, right? It certainly looks like a musical. I um, wonder if that you know that um, I can be brown, I can be blue. TikTok that right? right I wonder yeah. if they didn't make that while they were making that that movie.
0: That could be. That could be. That so I was a, like, why uh, are those two together? Yeah, yeah. They don't. I'm sure they've done something together that I have forgotten about. But um, yeah, so we can watch that. Uh, I don't know if you have a secondary. Do, do, do um, you
1: have? Do you have another? Um, uh, Christmas rom com that, that you could recommend?
0: I don't think I do. I don't think I know of any. I'm sure there are some out there. Uh, Man,
1: you got you got to find one for next week. We only got like one more week of, of Christmas time to watch. Right. <laughs> okay. Spirited. We'll we'll definitely watch Spir- Spirited for, for next week because that does. I need, I kind of want to watch that one too. Um, I'm gonna. I mentioned that I watched Eight Bit Christmas. I'm gonna watch that one again. I still love that show so much. That's such a good Christmas movie. Um, I did want to say before we go, I played a couple games this week. I we got like five minutes left. I bought Dark Tide launched. That's um, Warhammer 40k um, by Fat right. Shark. It's a Warhammer 40k version of their game called Vermintide. Vermintide, yeah. Um, and Vermintide two. Uh, which a couple of our buddies all liked and played, including myself. Um, this genre is um, four players go onto a map where massive amounts of, of, it's first person perspective, massive amounts of mobs come at, you know, come at you in huge crowds and you're just hacking through them with blood and, and swords and just just hacking. And then you get guns and blow things up and you hope that you survive with enough hit points at the end of the, of the game. Um, that's this. But like another version, you know, like the next one Uh, and in space, uh, I got to play, I don't know, about five, six hours of it total. Um, and all I can say about it so far is it's the next game. That's, I mean, that's really all I can say about it. If you like Vermintide two, it's just like that, but different maps, different bad guys, you know, different characters. Um, but it's the exact same gameplay exact same Mm. stuff. Um, Another one I played Overwatch 2 season Overwatch 2 season 2 launched uh, today. Played a little bit today. Um, The only thing I wanted to say about that one is that uh, Blizzard went over from like a buy the game model to a battle pass mode model. Mm -hmm. Um, And and no longer can you really get in-game currency. Like you can. But it's like getting pennies when everything costs a hundred bucks. Sure. Um, So to get skins or get things that you want in the game is now extremely expensive. Like to get one skin Mm -hmm. for one character, it's something like 20 bucks and the game is fun and you can play the game without any of that stuff. But the, the cash shop is just absurd with the stuff. And it's like here's the game for everyone and then here's the whale stuff. Because nice. I, I I don't want to spend any money on that game. It I have no reason to spend any money on that game. I'll play the game and it's super fun still. But man, all the all the the fun cool look part of it is just they don't even have like the stuff they can throw you a bone for like 3 bucks or something. It's it's all like mm. 10 to 20 bucks for one little bit. Uh someone had done a a workup on how much it would cost you to buy the original game. Um, like get that. Cause you can get those skins, like everything that you can get from the original game. It costs me over $10,000. Uh, wow. To buy that. Like it's just, blizzard has gone off the rails with, uh, obviously it feels like that's their, that's their, um, future, um, way they're going to start monetizing stuff now with Diablo and, yeah, um, yeah, stuff like that. So it's sad, but oh, man, it just sucks. Um, so yeah, anyway, I the mean, game's as, fine as long as there as long as there are quote unquote whales who will pay it. That yeah, that's know. that's very true. Um, but the, the 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 new character uh, I played him today. I uh, only played him a couple times. It, not very interesting. Um, not he's a mm. tank, and he he's fine. He's he's got some interesting moves, but it's just not. He's he's not fun. I guess the thing is he just he wasn't. I played him a couple times. Like okay, that wasn't very fun i'm gonna go play other characters that are um and and then i think it seems to be the, the overall feeling with most people it's like yeah that's okay but you really gotta do a lot you gotta work really hard to be adequate with him with all the other characters are just out of the box adequate you know sure sure so um the last thing i want to talk yeah, about was i uh, mean like, in a in okay. a
0: competitive game they're always looking for how do they call it uh a character with a high skill ceiling
1: yeah that's a real problem with i think that make that really turns me off to games is that they're esport games because of that that they make they intentionally try to add characters that are for esports right right um and and this feels like that the last couple characters they put out feels like okay i see that this has like you know 0.3 percent faster movement speed than somebody else and that's matters in the meta of the the diamond league or whatever mm-hmm. but it's just not entertaining until you're like that level so it's, it's you know i don't know um okay last yes. one i want to say was I, I i played a game or i bought a game not too long ago uh called soulstone survivors we talked about it a couple weeks on the show our buddy pete had said that it was a clone or what do they call a a, a new take in the genre from a a game called Spiritual Vampire Survivor. Successor, yeah. Um, so it's got uh, the original was called Vampire Survivor. So I bought it, it was like five bucks on Steam. Um, super fun. I still say Soulstone Survivor is definitely better. It's kind of like if you had Vampire Survivor, if you had a, a game, it's like playing Diablo two, and then now I'm playing Diablo three. So I played Vampire Survivor would be equivalent to playing Diablo two. Soulstone Survivor is like playing Diablo three. Um, okay. So, so I, um, I won't go back and talk about the, the, the genre of the game because we're at limited on time. But uh, if you're considering playing the two, Vampire Survivor is like five bucks. If you can get it for that, it's really fun. It's just like if you've never played Diablo two and you can get it for five dollars, sure. And you've played the crap out of, uh, Diablo three, definitely go back, try two. It's only five bucks. Uh, same thing mm-hmm. with Vampire Survivor. It's fun. It's fun. And, and I, and I had a great, like, couple days with it. Um, but, you know, the, the real, better game is Soulstone Survivors uh, even though it's in alpha right now. Gotcha.
0: Gotcha. I um fired up my Windows computer a few days ago and played a couple hours of uh Rift Breaker, not Rift.
1: Oh, yeah, 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 I played that a while well, back.
0: It's a sort of survival base building uh game, a little bit like Factorio, but a lot more it's it's um I think it's or orth- orthogonal is not the right word like it's uh it's 3d where uh or factorio is flat it's 2d um it's the diablo
1: perspective kind of thing
0: yeah yeah it um it has issues for me with uh just like contrast visibility of like what are the monsters what are the things you're supposed to click on and like uh trees blocking your view of stuff which is weird um it's also just more intense than Factorio is because you'll you know, you have to go out and explore and mm-hmm. find stuff by hand, and then you'll be surrounded by enemies attacking from a long range. But it's oh, this is called isometric, by the way. That that, that isometric—that's be... the word. I'm yeah. like I I knew there was a there was a geometry term I was searching <laughs> right, right. for. Um, but anyway, it's fun and it's like. I don't know. It's like 20 bucks. It might've been on sale, but I think it's full steam prices. Like it $1. might even five, be on game
1: pass, so. by the way, if people have game
0: pass, I think it might. that's, pr- that. That. that's probably true. I knew that I had played it before and I bet that's how with that. I had game pass for a couple of yeah. months when we were, I, I still
1: have game pass and I had played it on there when it came out. Back I was, blood. that was one of those. I was excited to, when it came out to play it. Um, my thoughts on that game was, um, I liked it cause it's that, that factorial satisfactory base building type ish thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think it's as good as any of those, uh, mainly because yeah. it, it didn't have that. Like, Well, first off, the real thing that I still had a hard time getting over was that there's just one base. You do go off on other planets, kind of, but really, it's not like you make a base and then you go and make another base. And, um, and then you go like, I've completed this mission, I guess is what I was expecting it to happen. Um, it's just, yeah, it, it
0: seems like when you play a campaign and maybe I just like Starcraft far enough in this, it's like, oh, play campaign. That, that means I'm going to do a mission, achieve some goals, and then I'm going to start over. And so I'm going to learn, cause that's sort of yeah, the thing that, right. that hooked me with, with Factorio is like, I play it for a while. And then when I come back, I'm like, oh, I want to try different, try a different kind of map and start over using the lessons that I learned, um, from the last and this one seems to it seems to have some dif- some issues with like difficulty scaling although I've definitely had that happen in Factorio but I play Factorio with yeah. a lot of mods so who knows with that like this is just a vanilla unmodded experience with Riftbreaker where you know I'm fine and everything you know the few towers I put up take care of everything that comes close and then I've got to go out here and get this thing and then suddenly my base gets swarmed and like completely taken over. And I'm like, you know what? I've been, yeah. I've been playing this for two and a half hours. I think I'm going to quit and go.
1: Yes. That, that, that was my thing too. W- w- one I wanted to say is that I, I should have said this when I started, I expected it to be a Starcraft like game, like an RTS mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it ended up being like a factorial game. Uh, okay, but, sure. but it was between the two. Like it was the, the dumbed down version of get a building. You've got barracks. Now you can build this other thing. Of StarCraft, but then it had mechanics like Factorio or um, uh, Satisfactory with, satisfactory. you know, things coming in at you and you have to build other buildings to build, you know, uh, connect power lines and things like that. So it's was like, it was just weird m- mesh of genres that I wasn't expecting. Um, that That's why if I would if I had thought it was Satisfactory, I would have expected it to be one base because that's how all those games are. But I expect sure. it to be StarCraft and then I learn what a barracks is and I can upgrade it to the next thing. And then I, I play the next scenario, go to the next planet, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and that wasn't, this is all, it was just all one planet. And you're right now that you, I'm glad you said that. Cause I kind of wanted to go back and play it. But now you said I don't, because that was the thing is that I had built up some nice, strong stuff, but then I would just get wrecked by a swarm of stuff on one side. And it would be just yeah. like, Oh, I had to go back and redo that all over again. I survived, but it was just, it was just overwhelming odds because the entire board comes at you It was like that's just dumb it was just- yeah that's that's what happened to
0: me, and it has the 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 again it's like this weird sort of intensity because you go from almost being bored right where you're yeah, like okay yeah. well i'm waiting I'm waiting for this research to build and there's nothing else for me to do in the meantime, so I'm like, well, maybe I'll go explore, but you'd not really. You can't really explore, just like in Vanilla Factorio. Like you're not your your hand weapons are not really enough to protect you if you find a huge swarm of yeah. uh, of of monsters, and and so you just wait. And then where I feel like in a game like Factorio, there's almost no downtime. Like as soon as you get some big th- and everything takes more like planning and thought like you build up you know your your whatever like you 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 don't have enough iron plates right and so you build up and expand your whole iron smelting operation and that takes a while you got to get all these machines and you got to build them all and you got to get raw resources and do all this stuff and then just about the time you're done with that Maybe some aliens are attacking the side of the base. Although that that's like one out of seven things that, that possibly happen. The other are like, oh, now I don't have enough electricity for this, so I gotta expand my power production plane. And now I'm running low on coal, so I've gotta like there's always something to do, but it's yeah. not it's not frantic like you're now you're gonna die. Your whole base is going to get wiped. Like, definitely, that can happen. But it's more like, um, maintenance like, type like, stuff. Like, like, sort of like whack a mole. But yeah, like maintenance. It's like you're you're running, you're frantically running a factory and doing everything yourself. It's you're like, oh, now we're low on this, and now we got to... it's logistics yeah. and and um.
1: um in, in Riftbreaker, in Riftbreaker, I remember several times having like everything I, I would, because you said that you're in the, the board stage where like, you're just waiting for something to happen forever. So I would build up like every one of my walls four deep, right? Like four deep <laughs> of the max walls. And then I would put, yeah. put like six of uh, a type of awesome gun and then a bunch of other guns and maybe the, the range guns. And then the, the, the ones outside the wall, like I had everything beeped up to the max and then it would just be like completely wrecked if I wasn't there managing it with my own self because you're getting attacked from all sides from the north south east and west so your guy can only be in one spot so you come down to the bottom and like okay i i survived this one down here but i have to go up to my other ones that were just completely destroyed because i wasn't there even though they were the maxed out completely fortified as big as they could possibly be yeah And, and i'm i'm not a
0: fan of of that either that's a thing starcraft does where like the game gives you uh tools like parts that seem like they're going to serve a purpose like defenses i don't have an i don't have another example close at hand but like you can build walls you can build turrets but none of it is as good is as effective as you think it's going to be yeah and so really the game has just given you a little like carrot on a stick that is is a waste of your time and resources yeah Um, where, you know, yeah, you build up all these walls and then the, the enemies get through anyway. And you're like, why did I, it took me half an hour to build all those walls.
1: Yeah. You you want, you want to be able to have like, get, get a tower that shoots a flamethrower that solves your problem of the little zergs, right? Like if I get a tower and I build it up to like level five flame tower, then any Zerg that comes up to that little, like little Zergling, it'll just totally handle for me. Right. But instead Mm -hmm. it, they get through because there's just so many anyway, and they're powerful enough to, that your tower doesn't really matter. It, it, it handles them a little bit, but there's no way that it can handle what they, it should. And, right. and, and unless you were over there babysitting it, healing it, fixing it, then repairing it, then and attacking it. Like, yeah, that, that's something Riftbreaker was like when I would after I would have invasions happen, I'd repair. And then I was like, this is just not I want to I don't want to be doing this all the time that, for another attack. That's just going to wreck me again for another repair cycle. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and none of those none of those things felt satisfactory for doing their job. <laughs> um, satisfactory. So, 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 so maybe yeah, satisfactory. By the way, that one had a, a new patch, too, and I may go back and play that one. That one has a patch, and Valheim had a patch. Um, Demio had a patch. So there's a lot of good games out there with some new, new things that I yeah. to Cool, man. That's a lot we did today.
0: All right. So next week, we are watching Spirited, and maybe if we find another good, uh, good holiday rom-com, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll find something. And I feel like there was a new... TV show, but I'm not going to think of it right now. So uh, we were going to watch Willow, but you know. Oh, I know TV right. show. We're going
1: to watch that. We're going to watch the rest of Avenue Five, and talk about that next week.
0: Yep, I'm I'm mostly caught up on that. I'm still watching The Peripheral. Um, at oh, our yeah. buddy Fox's recommendation, I've started watching Jeopardy, which is fun. Um, <laughs> I uh, Ken Jennings is the host in these episodes I'm watching of the Tournament of Champions. Um, and so it's fun to try and like get the get the questions once in a blue moon I'll I'll know something that players don't and that's that's always fun um and yeah I watched um oh I don't know if I have time for this well they they made a movie of uh laid back camp or yuru camp is the is the Japanese title Mm. Uh, just a, a wholesome anime about some girls that go camping um and they made a movie it's uh it's all of them several years later so they're they're all working various jobs one's a teacher one's working for a magazine um one works in a camping sh- supply store um and it's and it's sweet it's just like the show the series um so that was cute and fun
1: i i, I think uh we need to pick up some more mythic quest but i it, it because it's only like a 25 20 25 minute show i think it's one of those feels that i can waiting to binge a couple of those at the same time just,
0: just watch uh
1: watch the whole thing and yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. and then eventually we're going to talk about and or we're trying to um, we, we
1: are yeah i know we're behind um, on that
0: maybe get a get a guest or two on to have a have a sort of panel discussion instead of just you and i yeah blathering about it uh so yeah all right cool. we're running along here so i'll wrap this up you've been listening to the front porch this is episode 274 thanks always to our friends at lrm online you check them out for reviews on things. If you would like to reach out to us and tell us what new um, holiday Christmas rom coms are diamonds in the proverbial rough, you can do that via email. Our address is frontporchpod at gmail.com, or you can go to our website, frontporchpodcast.com, and find contact forms there to reach out to us. If you enjoy the front porch, please consider subscribing on the podcast of your choice. And while you are there, if you would leave us a review, we appreciate that, it helps us out a lot as always thanks so much for joining us until next time i'm dennis and
1: i'm michael for the front porch night everybody see you next time